Hello and welcome to another episode and the final episode yes. of Supercoach Insider for AFL teams. Yes, it's uh, it's been a, a good ride. Um, now up to podcast number 18, which is pretty cool. Yep. Oh, actually, this will be 19, Including the special edition. Yeah. So if you did miss that one, go back and look at the pod spectus. Yes, and there will be more to come. Uh, we will be recording again probably next week, I'd say. Yep. Um, and we'll be going through a little bit of different... Uh, idea, uh, including um, a draft review. So where our draft is actually going to be on the 17th of February, yes. um, so next Saturday, we're going to do a little bit of a review of how that went, um, trends and, and who was picked where, yep. um, some funny things. And or if you're anecdotes. listening to this, it could be tonight by the time you get there Saturday, I think, when we release this one. That's so it is our, our final one. But look, we are AFL uh, Supercoach Insider, so we'll find us on um, Supercoach on Twitter, should I say, SC underscore insider underscore yep. and facebook.com forward slash SC insider. So yep. please shout out. Uh, we've had positive feedback so far, except for Lockie Hunter. Um, <laughs> just that one. Just the one. Just the one. But guy. look, you know, uh, feel free to you know, shout out and let us know what you think. Yep. Um, Speaking of Lucky Hunter, this is uh This is the time. A, this is the time to really just, just hammer home Lockie, you know. Um, so we will touch on him. We'll go through everyone. Um, uh, but look, uh, the dogs... I don't really know what to make it. The last 12 months, the Bulldogs just sort of, I don't know if they were just really actually hung over um, or what happened. But um, look, they've got a good buy. So they've got the round 12 uh, buy. And this year they have one of the best super coach finals runs. They play Port Adelaide in Ballarat, <laughs> the, the wind blown oval um, in round 19. Then they've got St. Kilda, North and Carlton all at Etihad. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's going to be insane. So I, I think the players that you, you do want in your teams at that at that time, your, your Bonts or your McCrays, maybe even your Dowhouse, et cetera, um, they're great to have in the back end of the year, which means that uh, they could be upgrade targets for you, um, especially to cover the later buy rounds as well. So um, definitely guys to, that I'm looking to get in my team for sure. Um, now, starting with the Bont. The Bont himself. The Bont, owned by 10.47% of sides. Not yeah. a bad investment. I Which, think everyone's waiting for him to explode. That's pretty much where it is, isn't it? That's where I it mean, is. he spent the last uh, three years averaging between 103 to 107, and it kind of makes me wonder, is that all there is to the Bont? Is that where he sits? Well, I think he exploded last year to begin the season. Um, yeah. He went absolutely insane, averaging like 120 in the early stages, so 123. Yep. 123.6 in the first seven rounds. Correct. And then he started to have some issues. So he had, I think it was like a groin or a hip injury. So then he, they put him forward a little bit. They kind of you know, yeah, tried to spare him a little bit. I'm he wasn't right. I'm confused if that if was injury-based right. or just, oh, we need someone up forward. Uh, he was injured. Um, he was injured. But He's just getting thrown around all over the park. And this kid is hes an inside ball beast. So yep. he needs to be played around the ball. He's, he swings forward and can take a grab and kick a, uh, kick a goal, but... He's not a. He's not a. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw him. Forward, I saw him at the Gabba, and he had so many sets, like set shots on goal. And I reckon yep. he hit um, three posters and one out the fulls. <laughs> uh, so he was doing pretty bad up he forward. He is an awesome player to watch, though. Let's oh, he's honest. amazing. He's he is amazing. His hands are crazy. He's yeah. He's he's definitely crafty. So he's I do like a, him. He's a better player than one hundred three average. He is oh, a sure. much better player. Yeah. He could easily slip into that top ten. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I agree. And uh, look. I love the Bont, so if you're one of the ten percent that's got him, great. My problem with it is that just the price point. He's five seventy seven, I think. Yep. And that really puts him at that Pendles level. Um of and you know, Pendles has years of consistency behind him. 
Um, whilst Bont still has consistency, but it's all... Yeah, Bont has mean. years ahead of him. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> he's younger, get it? Yeah, I, I get it. Um, so, look, if you think that he's going to break out, um, then great. I think he's a great selection. I'm just not entirely sure of it because I've thought of that for the past two years and he just hasn't really gone there yet. But so. this is the year, Chris. Oh, yeah, this is the year. Although it's he's not happen. in my side just yet. I am tempted. You'd be a ballsy super coach player to have him and pick a breakout. So... Um, but he's not even, he's, price, he's priced not even much of a breakout. Like, even if he does do well, so people will pick him up for an extra 50K. Like, it's not like yeah. he's going to go up in price I mean, if much. he returns you another 103, 105, it's not worth it. Uh, you need Correct. to pick someone like that price needs to go one, 110 or more yeah. is basically the only reason you're picking him. Exactly right. I 100% agree. Because you um, got to have faith. Faith, faith. I got to have faith. Faith, faith. faith. <laughs> We're also an acapella group in our side time. <laughs> um, uh, no, but I do like Pitch Perfect. Uh, great movie. Anyway, <laughs> now, uh, someone who I think definitely could potentially get to that 110 mark is Jack Dollhouse. McRae. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh, no. Jack McRae, mate. Jack McRae. And it sucks for me because I last year had uh, made the mistake of going uh, Dollhouse over McRae. As um, did I, I believe. And in the front end of the year, I thought I was making the right decision because Dalhouse came out the front end and absolutely dominated. Uh, but McRae was right there with him, and then he stuck at it for the whole year. So I was really impressed with his output. Um, but the really worst thing about it is he's obviously only available as a midfielder this year. Um, last year as a forward, um, fantastic. You oh. have someone that's averaged 107 in your forward line. It's amazing. Oh. And now they take him away, and then we're left with... Um, <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> rubbish. Um, look, he played. They were left with like a Menangola, you know. Uh, look, I mean, the stats are amazing for Jack McRae. It's a, a, do you know how, how many sides he's picked in? Um, he's literally gone. He played every game last year. He had 15 tons. He had a high of 162, um, two scores under 81. Um, and to be honest, that's, that's scores that I'm just going, wow, like that's from Jack McRae. Pretty sure that 162 was against the Lions because <laughs> I was there. <laughs> he was tailing it up. Uh, yeah. He's owned by 1.23% of size, so not much at all. Yeah. Um, Champion Data, they did put some statistics on him, so we did mention this in our pod spectus. Uh, he only went up by 0.1 uh, disposals a game, but he had more clearances, more tackles, more score involvement, and yep. that's where his price really increased. So he could actually get some more ball still. Last 12 rounds, he averaged 111. Nice. That's insane. So I think what is up with Supercoach though? Like taking all our good forward options <laughs> yeah. away. We had Ryder well, averaging one hundred three. We kind of have to play forward. I mean that that's that's quintessential. That lines up with those stats. He's the only one in that entire team that had a designated role last year. Everybody else was thrown forward, thrown back, thrown all around the, the field. What are you doing, Bevo? Let us know. We want some consistency. Honestly, I like he's a great coach, but he's the most frustrating. No, I well, lie. Mind you. Ross Lyon's more frustrating. I'm not, I take that. I'm sorry, Bevo. That, that was really mean of me. Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bevo. Um, but look, I guess on the flip side is if you're a coach and you're about to play the Bulldogs, you don't know who's matching up on who. Yeah. So maybe that's what he's going for. Maybe he's just trying to like cluster fuck everybody with what he's doing. I don't yeah. know. Like it's who knows? I mean, he's probably was just trying to manage the downswing and downturn of the team after they just went and got blind yeah. for a You <laughs> there, months. play the forward midfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh yeah, there's quite a lot of players that just had real down years. Um yep. one that I'm a little bit uh sort of here and there about is Mitch Wallace. Um so it's four at four hundred and eighty two K. I like Mitch Wallace. Yeah, I, I do. He averaged a hundred a couple of years ago, obviously that horrible break of the leg, which was yep. horrific to watch in slow mo if anyone hasn't oh, seen it on no, YouTube. 
it. Horrible, absolutely horrible. But I think he's actually quite a good player. He was uh, an inside mid, I believe, at that point in time. Yep. Uh, I don't have that much confidence picking him in standard. I mean, he could average 100 again, but I don't have that much confidence in it. Draft player, for sure. He's only in 2% of teams, so he's very unique. He, he only here's the thing. He ne- he's never on the park. He only played twelve last year. He's never played more than nineteen games in a season. Yeah, he only had four tons last year, um, but all of them were over one ten. So when he gets on a roll and gets into a game, he just destroys it. Um, he's also mid forward this year, so he's definitely someone that you can consider because of that. But at four eighty two k, I mean, that's again your F one, your F two, your F three. On a speculative pick, I'm not sure where that goes. Where does he play? Thanks, Beverage, for just throwing him around everywhere. Um, if he's if he's in the uh, inside midfielder, or even when he tags, he's also been a tagger. So if he's tagging as well, um, he usually accumulates while tagging, which is unusual, or well, not that unusual. But most taggers don't score as well as he can. So. Um, look, I think um, I think he's someone to watch at very least in the JLT for sure. I think the people he tags aren't too happy either. They're <laughs> like, "What you looking at, Wallace?" <laughs> Is that what like? Okay, you're smiling way too much about the goodness of that call. Um, I respect that. Now, uh, uh, before we get into uh, uh, Dalhouse, I just want to go through uh, JJ the Burn Man. <laughs> um, oh, he just. Uh, just let me down so hard. Actually, and I'm well, not sure if it was just him again. It's funny. He's a burn man, but I'm pretty sure they shut that down pretty easily. Oh, dude. Like, um, he's 450K and 4% um, own him. And look, I love the way he plays if he's behind the football. But then he was thrown to the half forward. He's thrown to the wing. Just get him. Like, he is one of the best halfbacks in the game. Yeah, he's also a one-trick pony, which is how okay he was it. put out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, I don't know what, what the need was to play him forward of the ball. I don't know what their list is like. I still can't believe he got Norm Smith. That was not Norm Smith worthy. I, I, I Boyd. remember. <laughs> Boyd was the Norm Smith medalist. In that game. 100 to 1. I may have had some relatives <laughs> betting on that game. And 100 to 1. <laughs> Boyd was no, look, the Norm Smith. Honestly, um, I was actually uh, a little bit upset as well. I don't know how many times he I was actually streaming to the forward line and direct clanger straight into the forward line that grand final. And, uh, you know, no one cares. We're still an inside 50, right? <laughs> so it was, it was a weird game to watch. Well, apparently I hold grudges. So yes, you do. Yeah, you do. JJ, you are not for me. Um, he had four tens last year, three of them um, under 106. Four tens? Uh, four tons, sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, he only got one a score over that, which was 126 in round one. Um, had six scores under 77, including a 47, 58, 62, and 68. Oh, they're low. Uh, yeah. So, um, look, I would not select him at all in standard. Um, a possible late draft option uh, is what I would go with. Well, I think, for, yeah, 4%, 4% of people think there's value. Yeah, which well, look, it could that's work, probably it could about where it is. It you know? could work out. It could. He's definitely a guy that could turn it around and start averaging what we expect he should average, but it's just not there yet. Um, and then Dalhouse. So uh, look, a lot of this is we're going around the same thing again. Yep. Will 14, Dalhouse break out? Will he not? Fourteen point seven percent of sides. Because like, like, uh, if does everyone not learn the year after year, it's the same. Look, I don't mind Dalhouse, except again we're talking about the role. Plus, I think it's 14. The role. Well, not only that, 14.7% of teams, it's not even a point of difference. So it doesn't even interest me here's at the, all. Here's the biggest problem with him. Um, when he rests forward, he doesn't rest at half forward. He rests wide in a pocket. 
does not get the ball at all. He's not strong enough to be that one out and, at full forward. He's he's a, he's a tiny player and just plays in a pocket. He just does not touch the ball for a whole quarter. He'll get 60 points playing midfield and then won't touch the ball for a whole quarter. It's the well, most that's 60 frustrating points and a half, thing. Chris. So you're saying he should average 120? <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. He's got the skills and the ability to do it. I mean, you know, he uh, actually averaged 108.9 through the first seven rounds. So he can do it. It's just his role is just taking him all over the park. And unless that you see 100%, this is going to be his role. What if he I plays 100% midfield in the first two JLTs? I mean, there's only two of them. Well, the, the problem is that uh, he's done that in the past again. And would then you be tempted? I would, of course. <laughs> Mainly because of his hair. You're only it's human. Fantastic. You're only human. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it, it, again, it's, it's another one that his role is just everywhere. And if it was consistent, you'd pick him. But I don't think you can unless you've got guaranteed proof Dalhouse is playing midfield. That's just uh, – uh, and so is it what – how many percent is it? Dalhouse. Uh, he was uh, 14.7. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where it, – it's a risk-reward pick. I just think that he's uh, much higher risk than reward. Yeah, I think he's sitting around 10th uh, forward or something like that. So there's room for him to definitely be top six. But, again, yeah, he needs a good year. Are you ready for the special of all specials with uh, mid-prices? Oh, it's, it's coming at you right about now. Is All it right. in your face? This is almost as good as Kane Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Lambert. All right. Um, so mid forward, uh, Toby McLean uh, really took his game to another level last year. Unfortunately, his price point is four seventy k, um, but he's and he's only in two percent of sides as well. But he's a nice little smoky that's ready to explode. So um, I don't know who I would rather out of um, a Lambert or a McLean. Uh, but he should be on your radar. Just to put it in perspective, he had a bit of a shaky year. Um, didn't hit his straps till round 14, but then averaged 97.2 in the final 10 rounds of the, yeah, of they, the season. Yeah, they put him in the middle of it. So, I mean, yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, I reckon I reckon he's starting to become quite marketable as well, Chris. I mean, Definitely. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing him on some toothpaste ads. Well, I knew that was coming. I just drove straight into that. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> Um, look, I think his draft value is insanely high because um, he only averaged 85. So you yep. can I know a few people talking quite, about quite him late. that are interested. Yep, yeah, for sure. There's um, a lot of upside still to come with that yeah, one. Yeah, huge upside for, for that guy. He's probably, if he gets more mid-time, great. Again, you don't know his role. Yeah, and only in 1.59% of sides. So I think a few people are looking at him as a point of difference. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, for me, could- I'd rather Lambert because he, I know he's going to play the same role next year. And that's why I've. Is that because Hardwick just has one trick? <laughs> well, no. I've actually read articles from Lepich saying that um, he will be playing at half forward midfield role. And what happened when he was a coach? He got sacked. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Don't listen to a word <laughs> he would, says. You would know because where did he get sacked from, buddy? The best team of all. <laughs> the greatest. The greatest. The greatest. <laughs> um, the the next uh, mid pricer that uh, you for some reason are in love with. What? Tom Liberatore. I'm not in love with him, okay? <laughs> you had him in your team at the start of the it's season. A, it's a weekly fling. It's on and off, <laughs> depending on how I feel. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, look, tell, Lib- tell me why you think okay. that Lib so, is going to break well, out. Well, A, he was horrible last year. He yeah. was premiership, partying in Vietnam, having the weirdest hairdos. Fantastic. Hitting tons yeah. in cricket after the MCG <laughs> game. You know, like all of that funny jazz, right? Um wasn't too focused, got dropped a little bit last year. His scores were horrible. When he was in, he was playing in the forward line. Yeah, He's not a forward. He, he was in their he was in their like crap list. Like seriously, they weren't happy with him. He wasn't training hard. He wasn't looking that fit, right? He actually came back 
in amazing nick this preseason. So mm. he wasn't overseas partying. He looks ripped. He looks fit. The fittest I've actually ever seen him, which well, is what's tempting, right? So you look at the, the year. tempting part is if he's playing in midfield, then sure. But yeah. on the last time he played midfield was how long ago? Okay, park he your- might play like three clearances and then he gets put in the full forward. And park your couch. Now, <laughs> so if you look at it, right? So he did his knee. He had 12 months off. Obviously, he's not coming back 100% after that. So he was a little bit sketchy. Uh, average like 90 or so odd. So that was kind of like the year back for him. Then they won the premiership. In the year he came back, they won the premierships, and then he kind of goes off the boil a little bit, has blows off some oh, steam. Oh, did he go on the boil? Oh, yeah, on the boil. <laughs> right, so um, anyway, so he comes back. That was doing, a nice joke, guys. Not doing so well, <laughs> right? Not doing so well, wasn't as fit or wasn't as dedicated, wasn't as hard because he's known as a hard man. He looks fit, he's training, and I've seen at least four reports of like people are impressed with how how well Liba is doing this preseason. He's training hard. You well, know, any of them from Luke Beveridge saying he will one hundred percent play eighty percent mid time. Uh, Luke Beveridge actually emailed me personally <laughs> saying, "No, he did not. Leave me alone. That I have no idea what you're that, talking that, about. That, that didn't happen. Yeah, he said, leave me alone. I have true. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> P.S. Please leave Lockie Hunter alone. <laughs> I'm the one. Yeah. I'm the one. Look, star I, guru. I'm keeping an eye on him. I, I don't know if I have the balls yet to pick him in standard. You might even pick him up on draft. your bench in draft. No, I'm getting him. 79. Nah, he will be my mid M6 to M7, you're I think, kidding. in draft. You're kidding. Yeah. I can't wait until he spuds it up for you. No, he will so not spud it up. He can only go up. No, up. I'm gonna let up. you. I'm gonna let that one slide straight over to you. All right, you won't let Ablett through the keeper, will you? But <laughs> no way. <laughs> look, I think there's a lot of upside. I think you can't go wrong. Um, I don't know. He's in and out of my side at the moment. It's kind of a toss up between him and a few others around his price point at this point in time. I think the others might do him over. Yeah, 434k. Yeah, so. so the others are kind of doing him over at this point in time. If I wanted that kind of risk, I'd probably go in Omira and actually bank another 100k. So that's the flip side for me. I do rate him, particularly for draft. I think there's a lot of upside. I can't see him doing any worse. Um, so I think he should be able to get you... You know, at least at 95 plus on a good year, could average you 105. But again, yeah, sure. there's a lot of mids running through that mid now. Yeah, I believe you, bro. Yeah, All right, 90, 90 plus average. <laughs> I, I feel a bet coming along. Yeah. All right. West All Coast right. bottom four versus <laughs> um, you're looking at Libba, 90 nah, plus average. It's going to happen. We're going to do some betting. Well, I'll do it live. We're gonna, pussy. I'll, yeah, we will. I'll do a Facebook live post yeah, next whatever. week. No. Nope. It's going to happen. Too long now. Um, now, uh, I think it's come that time of the podcast. It's chip time. We, we all need to. Can we just all take a moment to celebrate the biggest seagull in the AFL? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Lucky Hunter. Uh-huh. Oh, what, what a player. Lucky. Um, fun fact. We've been giving him shit for like 18 <laughs> no, this podcasts is, this now. Is 18. This fun fact, right? Against GWS last year, he actually spent 92% on ground. Now, I'm not sure that's entirely accurate or they just couldn't tell the difference between him and the actual seagulls. Oh, that was written. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. That was written. That was good. The build-up. Oh, what a zinger. <laughs> a zinger. Um, Pow. Now, uh, he actually can. Um, he's 100% a downhill skier. So against poor teams that aren't going to pay him any attention, he'll just get the, get those chips. And poor, he, yeah, poor teams with some paddle pop sticks for skis, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> six six of his seven scores above ninety last year were against non top eight sides, like legitimately. Like he's just oh god, love him. I'm surprised, oh, lucky. But surprisingly, his high score of the year was against Richmond for a one twenty six. 
Oh, well, that throws that theory out. Well, no, uh, the other six scores were all against bottom eight sides. Who does like bottom eight sides? Well, I, yeah. To be fair- He also if, is shocking at kicking for goal too, by the way. To be fair, I actually had him, I picked him up towards the back end of the year because I needed some options. I keep trading my players out. Mm. Um, yeah, so when they verse some easy games, you know he's going to get you some pretty good scores, yeah. quite a few hundreds, and then so I trade him off So this is why I actually bring him up in this podcast because uh, they're playing uh, Port Adelaide at Ballarat, um, then they're playing uh, Sydney, uh, so St Kilda, um, Carlton, and North Melbourne, all at the um, Etihad Stadium in the in the Supercoach Finals. So he's a guy that could get you three tons along that you might even be able to pick up from the waiver. Like that. So keep I an eye think, on. I might pick up Lucky Hunter just so just so you can see your can, bench. We can keep see your bench. Well, we can keep the kind folks in the Supercoach community aware of how he's going. <laughs> I think. I mean, I had, it, I had him last year. Just I picked keep an him eye up, on him. I picked him up at a ninety-five average because yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I thought he was great <laughs> until I watched him play some football. Um, it's just so frustrating to watch. Where's Lucky? Oh, he's the one in the corner with no one on him. Yeah, and then he gets it. And he does deliver. get the ball, yeah, though. That's he the gets thing. It, like, and then he kicks it into the forward 50 to nobody. <laughs> yeah, he's actually terrible at that. Yeah, he's, I think it was like, yeah. He, at like an, an ounce of pressure on Lucky Hunter and he folds. Basically, like, uh, Champion Data was saying that when the, he kicks the ball inside the forward 50, he is one of the most likely, his disposal will actually bounce right back out. Yep, 100%. That's what he does. He will turn it over. Anyway. Now, um, other mid-prices that might be worth a late pick in draft, they're not really um, at all relevant in standard. Um, Shane Biggs, uh, Caleb Daniel, Matt Suckling, and Picken. Um, so they're not too bad for just to round out your, your teams or bench options as well. Um, now onto the rookies. Um, so there's a couple there that, that may be worth a shout out. Um, the number one is on everyone's radar is Tim English, which is, uh, 131k Ruckman. Um, look, I think you got to look for him in the JLT. Uh, he did play two games last year. Um, and he hit a 33 and a 37, which doesn't, uh, exactly fill me with Inspire confidence. Inspire confidence, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, however, he was a pick 19 in the 2016 draft. So they picked him up because he's got scope for development and he's a long-term project. This could be the year that he actually does get game time. I've even seen teams with having him at Ruck 2, and I've just <laughs> I don't know, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, oh, you need I'm to not start exactly again. Sure whoever, is that much are. confidence. Yeah. Whoever you are, it was again. awkward. Um, but yeah, so watch out for him. He's definitely um, floating for that Ruck 3 option. The only other two that I'd consider at this point are Mark Pitney from the Hawks uh, or Darcy Cameron from the Swans. Yeah, I think they're also looking probably at Boyd. He started to fill a little bit more of that ruck role. And don't forget, they also got Trengrove now. Uh, is it Trengrove? Yeah. No, what's the... the um, I can't even think of his name right now. Anyway, one of those Port Adelaide players uh, who, who can go in the ruck. So, I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, Trengrove. Uh, yeah, Jackson Trengrove. Yeah, right? Jackson Trengrove. So yeah. he can play some ruck as well. So yeah, he's I not think the greatest ruckman of all he's time. Not, but he's not, but I think if they're field. trying to be mobile, they might use Boyd with him to help him out, and yeah. then all of a sudden you don't really need an English while he develops for the next couple of years. So well, and yeah, look, he's very lightly framed English. He's not a he's not your big bustling ruckman, and uh, so he definitely needs to put some uh, get put some time into the weight yeah, room. He spent too many English winters not having much <laughs> sleep. I think he just liked a little bit of tea. He does like a bit of tea. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> I was going to oh, go there. Oh, beat Yeah, well done. High well five. Done. Um, now, the next one, um, who should be on your radar in defense, uh, Rourke Smith um, comes in at 158K. One to keep an eye out. Um, he's actually come back from two knee recos. Um, I think that he will probably get game time, 
Um, I know they like him, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of, of keen on him. Favorite. Yeah, so yeah. what is he, 158K? Yeah, so he's on my list of... If he's, Cam he's O'Shea my backup, doesn't... He's my yeah, backup. backup Cam yep. O'Shea. Yeah, I think he's probably everyone's backup Cam O'Shea. It's always good to have backup options around the same price point, people you're looking for. Yeah, the other one that's around about that price, 152K, is Joel, uh, Joel Smith um, for Melbourne. So those three are the, yeah. fighting out for that sort of either D4 or D5 position on your field. Um, uh, expensive rookie. Uh, he played last year. Lipinski, mid forward, two hundred four k. He did play the final game of the year and got a score of fifty three, which isn't too bad. But again, two hundred k, not for me. I wouldn't touch him at all. Uh, but if you like expensive rookies, you're looking for one. <laughs> Lipinski sounds French for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lipinski, yes. uh, no good. Um, look, Luke Beveridge uh, also mooted some others for senior game time this year, uh, but. Um, yeah, probably not going to be for round one. Um, and that's Green and uh, Malenga McHu, who are both 123k forwards, uh, but they are unlikely to debut uh, in round one. Um, now, Hospital Ward. So, um, obviously, this uh, <laughs> we've got quite a few things to talk about there. Do we, Ben, or are they pretty clear? They're pretty clear. I think um, you're looking at Ling Jong. Um, oh, Ling had Jong. a knee Rico in June which I, yep. I kind of forgot about. So he should be kind of back in the early rounds. I know he's training, probably but won't not, play until no, halfway correct. through the um, year. Dalhouse, best. like we said, he spent the second half of the season carrying a hip injury, um, which is why his average fell down from the 123. Uh, apart from that, I actually haven't heard too much in the way of the injury train. I know Libba's doing well. Um, just sort of throw that out there again. But yeah, <laughs> uh, a clean bill of health, particularly for McLean. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> clean <laughs> Jesus. All right, so breakout potential, guys. Um, look, the only one that I've listed here is Toby McLean. I think he's probably the only one that I can see definitely increasing his average. Everyone else is a wait and see. It's a wait and see their role. Too much unpredictability with is. Bevo, I think. Uh, the, the dogs are really unpredictable. And you so, want to try and get as much data as you can. You can't just watch one game and go, oh, he played midfield, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'll put him in my side. Next minute, he's playing somewhere else. Yeah, but if you if like, I think dogs are fantastic to have in your team for end game. So um, yeah. definitely if, you, if you're confident on someone, just go for it. I think they also it. have the second most mid forwards in the comp. Yeah, they do. Uh, behind the Lions. Well, that's got because a, a, they a just lot. rotate them, you know. So, or if I'm going to emulate you, Chris, they have a plethora of uh, <laughs> mid forward options. <laughs> they do. You have said that a lot it's lately. A, well, plethora is a great word. It is a great word. Thank you very much. The only word you have. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've said a lot. <laughs> Apart from your high, you, you follow up your high highs and your low lows with plethora. Shut your. Doesn't mouth. really even it out. <laughs> You're so dirty. Um, now, in terms of draft roundout, the real, the only um, two that I can see really going early is obviously the Bont and McRae. Um, McLean probably will go later in the rounds. I think he might be one that's overlooked. Not many people even know what he's about. No. So, and he's high priced, so people will just probably look at him and go. They'll oh, look at know. him and go, "Who's this McLean guy?" And they're like, "Oh, I'll go for Tom Lynch of the Gold Coast Suns." <laughs> that's what's well, true. Well, that's yeah, true. So he might be one of the slides. I think he so. Might. Um, Bont probably second round. I don't think he's going to last. Uh, I don't think he'll go first round. Somebody picked him. Uh, pick. I think pick it was ten. Last year, no, pick it? ten. Oh, the okay. last pick. 
Uh, so yeah, second round. He won't make it past the second round. Someone will be bullish on him, and I think he'll probably get picked above. Even uh, I'm McCray, tempted, but I think McRae is probably a better midfielder. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be tempted even at pick eleven or pick fifteen. I think in that first sort of top five of the second round, he'll be a good VC option. Yep. Um, so you can't go much wrong with him there. Yeah, he does hit some big scores. He which does is good. He does. He does. Um, so your mid tier selections that you you should be looking at um to round out your teams. Yeah. Um, Mitch Wallace, Jason Johannesson, Dalhouse. Libba and Lockie Hunter. Yeah, so Dalhouse should be, he should be going around that 50, to, else, 50 to 70 mark. A yeah. lot of those guys will go. Wallace, Dalhouse. Yeah, they're all that similar. Yeah, correct. So uh, 5 to 10, that, yep. 5 to 10 round, yeah. Yep, correct. Um, I think you got to just get Lockie Hunter in your team as well, just for lols, just to have a bit of fun with it. You know what? I just might, Chris, <laughs> just so I can get him in my side, watch him for a couple of games and then just dump him. Uh, yeah, you, you think you're going to get him? I'm going to yep. get him, mate. You, got, you Just watch, mate. Yeah, we'll battle for him. We'll battle for, we'll the battle last, for him just so we bit. can talk about it. Something to talk about on the podcast. Um, uh, bench or waiver options. Uh, Shane Biggs, uh, Kalen Daniel, someone think that he's I got think a bit got of scope. Yeah, a lot more scope. Um, Suckling, just because he's he's always around about that sort of yep. seventy five to eighty average. P- picking as a forward is an interesting option uh, yeah. for draft. Anyway, I wouldn't pick him in standard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yep. He kind of he had a pretty disappointing year, I think, as far as um, well, you know, especially the last two years in terms of his average, he's actually gone really well, and then he really dropped off the planet. So, yep. so um, look, yeah, keep an eye on him. Picking might do okay. He's getting old though. I yep. didn't realize he was so old, but yeah, he's he's up there. Not a bad bench or waiver option for sure. Correct, particularly in the foot line. But um, look, I think that basically rounds out the Western Bulldogs and, and our team podcast. Our team analysis. So I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have followed us right the way through, uh, thank you very much for sticking with us. Yeah, we thank appreciate you so much for the support. It's yeah. been amazing. Appreciate all the feedback. So by the time this one drops, uh, I wonder what how many listens we'll be up to, Chris. So uh, we're, we're pretty much a week before five thousand yeah, listens, I reckon. A week before you hear this, we hit twenty eight hundred overall. So that's not bad for yeah a couple of weeks' work. Um, yeah. So look. Please do uh, feel free to reach out, shout us out, Twitter, Facebook. We are very responsive. Um, what we would like, guys, coming forward is uh, just some ideas of how of the types of podcasts that you want us to be doing. So um, if you want to hear about specific things to do with AFL or, or Supercoach or anything like that, let us know. Um, we'd love to incorporate that somehow into our podcast. Um, we will be rolling out throughout the season, and we're currently looking at doing um, two podcasts per week. Possibly, um, whether we do... One sort of after the the round and then sort of look at, okay, well, this is what happened in the round. Um, this is what's on the waiver, et cetera, et cetera. And sort of look at draft as well as uh, standards. So, you know, breakout prices, that sort of thing. And then mm-hmm. kind of doing like a Thursday night team reveal yep. and what that team reveal might mean for you. Or whether you just want sort of one podcast to run through, um, just let us know. We'll yeah, see what we can make we're, time we're for. Open, we're open to looking at both possibilities. Yeah. Just depending on what the, the community is going to enjoy more. Um, and of course, what we're going to be able to do physically. So, yes. um, it's harder for us to get time during the week than it is on weekends because we're going to be watching football. <laughs> that, that is correct. We might as well even do a live stream one day. We'll just commentate the football. Hunter, <laughs> the chips. Hunter, the chips. Facebook Live o- opens up a few doors for us. So if you are one- following us on Twitter, um, feel free to jump on a Facebook and, and follow us on there as well. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, we want to build that platform because exactly. it's got a lot more usability. Um, send us your there. teams. We're happy to comment. But yep. uh, look, until next time, we really appreciate you. And cheers, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. I do.